Yo, what's up? How's everyone doing? Welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I'm Hannah, and this podcast is my lifetime documentation of the journey that God has chosen for me to travel. Let's get into today's topic. Hello! I don't even know if I'm gonna have time, if I'm gonna have energy to do this, but basically, I'm just gonna jump. I'm just gonna jump. I'm not gonna sit here and dive into every single thing. I'm just going to simply overview. Hi, I'm Hannah, by the way. (laughs) I'm tired because I have literally recorded uh, three podcasts right now. And I think I tried to take on too much today. I find myself often in positions where I try to take on too much. But I'm going to do it anyway because today is New Year's Eve. And I want to have at least these podcasts uploaded by tomorrow because... I mean, by today, because tomorrow is January 1st and it's going to be the new year. And I can't upload a reflection of 2021 when the year is starting, new year is starting tomorrow. So, anywho, I hope you all are having a great day and let's jump into it. I'm going to pray first and then we'll get started. Dear God, thank you so much for bringing us here and allowing us to have this experience. God, I pray that you just grace me with the peace and the ability to reflect on this past year and on this past semester, God. And I pray that you help me just to see your hand in, in what happened this year and that I'm able to give you glory, God, from it all. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Okay, sorry. That song just came to my mind and I had to, I had to flush it out. Um, anywho, hello everyone. Welcome to year 2021. <laughs> this year has been interesting, might I say. Um, fascinating, you know. Um, basically, I'm going to be sharing today about this whole year in total, but then also um, about this past fall um and I'm really excited because I feel like I've just learned a lot and I feel like I'm in a place of life right now where I am genuinely like thriving like there's always like bad moments but I feel like I'm just growing and learning so much in this season of my life I'm actually excited like I'm actually like grateful and happy like that I'm growing this much and that I'm learning this much and that I'm experiencing um God in such cool and unique and interesting ways But yeah, so I'm going to start with my reflection on um, fall first, and then I'll go into my reflection on the whole year. My reflection of fall, and I'm not going to dive too deep into every single thing. I'm kind of going to try to do a brief overview of everything. Um, Just enough for you to get the gist and for me to remember is really what it is. I really want to remember what I've learned in this season, and so I'm not going to dive too deep into storytelling because I want to just get the gist of it so I can remember when I'm kind of listening to this in the future. But basically, my reflection on fall 2021 begins with begins with this. I felt like this season, I really enjoyed life. Like, I just enjoyed this season. I didn't feel rushed. I didn't feel pressured to rush myself to do a whole bunch of things. I didn't feel as impulsive or anxious as I have felt in previous semesters. I felt like this season, God really spoke to me. And I, I remember uh, talking about this earlier, but God actually spoke to me to enjoy the moment, to enjoy the moment. 
And this season, I really feel like I practiced enjoying the moment. I practiced, and I didn't always do it, but I practiced consistently enjoying the moment. Enjoying the experiences that I was having, enjoying the time that I was spending with people. And instead of rushing, trying to do all of these different things that I want to do or think that I should be doing, instead I just simply enjoyed where I was and enjoyed what I had. I felt a lot more content in this season. I felt content with what I accomplished. I learned how to pace myself. I learned that I don't need to rush to do everything now. Something that my dad says all the time is, does it need to be done today? And I think about that often. I think about, does it need to be done right now? Does it need to be done today? You know, I have all these ambitions, all these thoughts, all these ideas of things that I want to accomplish in life. And they will be done one day. But does it need to be done today? Does it need to be done right now? And I think that that is why I felt more content in what I accomplished this season. Because I recognize that I'm not having to chase after all of these things that I want to do eventually Because that's not the focus of right now. And so when you focus on what the focus is of right now, then when you accomplish the focus of right now, you feel content because you're like, I focus, I'm satisfied with what I've done because I'm focused on what needed to be done. And learning how to pace myself contributed to this contentment, I feel like as well, because it gave me a a, a way to, to be at rest while also being at work learning how to pace myself showed me that I can still have ideas and dreams but they don't all have to be done within the next 24 hours right I think oftentimes when I have an idea I want to explore it to the fullest extent right then and there rather than just brainstorming and thinking and imagining and fantasizing and then just letting it come as time allows it's interesting the theme I'm going to go into my preacher mode because I have a bunch of things that start with a T. So I have theme, tip, try, thing, tough. Okay. Anyway. So the theme of this semester was to do what's required of you for this season. That was something that I was constantly reminded of throughout this, this semester. Do what's required of you this season. Do what's required of you today. Do what's required of you right now. And oftentimes, a couple of times throughout the semester, I actually would talk with God and say, God, what is required of me in today? Like what's required of me today? And he would actually impress on my heart what I needed to get done that day. And I would get it done and I would feel satisfied. I would get it done and I would feel like, all right, good. I can rest now. And I think that that is something that I want to continue doing um, in the the, uh, spring. Hold on, let me write that down so I can remember. Because there's going to be another part of this where I'm going to talk about stuff that I want to continue doing. And so I want to write this down real quick. So... Um, asking God what's required each day. Um, Hannah, capitalize God. Thank you. Okay. But yeah, the theme of this semester was to do what's required of me for this season and to simply enjoy the moment. I think that when you do what needs to be done now, then your focus is solely on that and your, and your focus is solely on that. Then you are able to grow in ways that you would not have imagined and it'll actually set the stage for what's next I think about it like this I want to write books I want to write scripts for plays and movies and I just have all these different ideas of starting a brand and 
doing all these different things that I think would be very interesting and fascinating. But if I'm so focused on those right now, in this current moment, then I'm not maximizing my time in college. And so then when I get out of college, it's going to just be like high school again. When I get out of college, I'm going to be regretting everything that I didn't do because I was so focused on the things that I wanted to do that I didn't focus on what I needed to do right then and there and what was required of me in that season, you know? That was something I definitely learned leaving high school was that I don't want to be so caught up in the fantasies of everything else and the ideals of everything that I want to do. Those things are going to get done. Those are goals that are going to happen. But I don't have to focus on that right now. I just need to focus on what's happening right now. And I think that that's an area of growth that I've actually had. An area of growth that I've had is that I am now learning how to pace myself and I'm learning that I don't have to do everything right now. And that even if I have this idea, I don't have to fully explore this idea right now. Like with the death to self thing, I was like, I loved this death to self journey so much. And I wanted to have a comprehensive post where I shared what I learned. But I felt like it was so much. And normally I would have just had like pressed through and tried to make like I would have forced myself to do that. But rather than doing that and getting my all my my panties in a knot rather Wait, is it panties in a bunch? I don't know what the phrase is. I, that was a weird phrase. I don't like it. I'm not going to use that. But rather than getting so uptight about everything, instead, I was just like, okay, wait, I don't have to do all this right now. Like in the midst of me scrambling, trying to highlight everything and trying to write in the midst of that, the Holy Spirit reminded me, Anna, you don't have to do all this right now. Just be patient and wait. And you can literally explore this anytime it doesn't have to be done so I was like you know what I'm just that's why I felt like the other podcast that I just did wasn't the best that it could have been but it actually was the truest that it could have been because while it's not the best reflection of my death to self uh, podcast I mean my death to self journey while it wasn't the best reflection of that it was the truest reflection of that which was that I just don't have to do everything all at one time and so I feel like that is something that um, was a theme of this season and something that I feel like I really appreciated and I really valued. I really value doing what's required of me so that I can rest. And it's cool to think about ideas and stuff like that, but to pace yourself, you know? Um, and one thing I'll say real quick is I feel like I'm also really learning how to pace myself because my brother was like drawing some designs yesterday on, um, cause there was like dew on the car. And so, you know how you could just like draw on the dew and like or draw on the car and like a lot of times you leave like smiley faces and stuff like that and you could see it showing up on the car and so my brother was drawing like literally all over my parents car and um me and my sister were like those smiley faces like the way he did his smiley faces we were like that's actually really cool like it would be really cool to see that like on a t-shirt or something like that'd be really dope and we started kind of brainstorming all together and my brother got really excited and I love seeing him excited and I love seeing him being creative I think that that's something that's really cool about him not having his phone right now because his phone's broken and we're waiting on a new one to come but I think that's something that's really cool about him not having his phone is that like and and just in general like it's not just because of his phone but also sometimes we can get caught up in our phones but it was a it was just like cool to see that he's just like so creative and so intuitive and so innovative and I was like yo I love my brother so much I just thought it was really dope but he was sitting there drawing and kind of brainstorming all these different ideas of different like ways that he could draw the design and I was telling him I was like yo 
I was like, I, this was when I recognized that I really learned how to pace myself. I said, well, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get this little thing called a cricket machine um, for graduation. That's one, one of my goals is to get one of those for graduation because I know so many teachers who have that and it really helps with like labeling stuff and having stickers for things and everything. And so I told my brother, I was like, if you keep like, like I want to keep some of the, these designs because we can make this a sticker once I get that. And that's going to be like in May, like it's not going to be now, but it's really cool that my mind is able to pace and not feel like we have to do it all right now. Because normally I would feel like, oh, you have the idea, let's do it right now. You know, let's do it within the next 24 hours. And so then I was like, no, let's just wait and we can do it. We can actually make stickers, um, you know, once it gets to that time. And then also I told him, I was like, okay, well, I've already written down. I said, once I write something down, I feel like I'm committed to it. So I've already written down that my goal for Christmas is to, because I never know what to get. I know what to get my siblings for Christmas, but sometimes we like struggle with figuring out what to get them. Right. And so I was like, well, for Christmas, my goal is going to be to take one of his designs, one of the ones that he likes and put it on a hat or a sweatshirt or something and, you know, give it to him. And we don't have to have a whole, like, we, him and I were fantasizing in the car, just brainstorming ideas of, like, we could do this, we could do that, we could do this, we could do that. And it was cool, but at the end of the day, we both recognized that we're not going to do all that right now. Of course, we need to take the time to just be patient with it. But it, it's cool to think about what the possibilities of what things could be, but also recognizing the reality of what they are. Anywho, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to harp on that too much. A tip that I have from this semester, so something that I would suggest, is bucket lists. I will stand by these for the rest of my life. Bucket lists. And of course, you have to recognize that the bucket list needs to come from a, a place of, of of reality, like a place of like doing things that are realistic, but also recognizing what season you're in and also just having help from the Holy Spirit to know what you can commit to and what you can't commit to. And I think I did everything on my bucket list this semester except for get a, another ear piercing, which I wanted to do, but my parents kind of dissuaded me from doing it. Not to the fullest extent. I'm still going to do it eventually, but I'm just not going to do it now. Um, and so, yeah, but basically I love bucket lists. They are something that just help me personally to be able to do the things that I say I want to do. I say, I want to go do all these different things that I see other people doing. And like, you know, I see all these YouTubers and they're doing kind of fun things. And I'm like, I want to do that one day. Or I see all these different things that I want to partake in and I never do. And so I feel like when I put it on paper and I say, this is what I'm committing to, to this semester, it helps me to be able to do all of those things and to feel content. I think that's also why I feel content because I don't feel like I missed out on a lot of stuff because I did what I wanted to do. I wrote that bucket list of things I wanted to do and I did that and I did more. And so bucket list is definitely a tip that I have. A newfound thing, so this is a thing that I love, is candles. I absolutely love candles. I used to not really be into candles because I didn't really know much about candles. But after moving in with the girls and seeing how often they use candles, I was actually inspired to buy candles. And I realized that candles are definitely helpful. And I love using candles so much. I love using candles. Okay. Something that I tried this semester was counseling. And I saw the immense benefit of trying counseling. And that's something that I'm definitely going to try to do next semester as well. Like, I... I love counseling and I feel like it shouldn't become something that we depend on more than we depend on God. However, I feel like God can use 
counseling as a means for you to learn more about yourself. Something that I really loved about counseling was that it made me get out of my own head and it made me stop beating myself up because I was literally beating myself up in the alleyway, taking myself to the alleyway every single day, especially when I was thinking about like alto and stuff like that and the friendship that we used to have and I was always beating myself up because I was like Hannah you ruined your friendship and like why do you still like feel like I still felt this feeling of like love for him even though I know I don't actually like him like that like I still have this feeling of love and this kind of sense of attachment to him and I was like beating myself up in the alleyway crying about it every time I thought about him I was always crying because I was like man like why do I feel like this and I was like I don't love him like I don't want to be in a relationship with him but I still love him and like I don't know you know and I get to counseling and this woman is like well it sounds like to me you have an attachment to him because he was a part of your childhood development and when she said that I was like girl (laughs) I was like this why you get paid for this because that makes sense like I'm attached to him because I grew up with him like of course I'm gonna feel attached to somebody that I grew up with and it made me think about all the other like people that were at my church and how I actually feel still feel this like connection to them because I grew up with them literally for the past like nine or so years I've been at that church and I've been seeing them every Sunday every event that we had like literally weekly I saw them and we had connections we were close so that makes sense why I still feel those feelings of like attachment to him you know what I mean and so it's just interesting that like that's what counseling brought up now counseling didn't solve all my problems and I still went to God but now I had a better understanding of my own brain because we have to remember that we are both in physical bodies and spiritual beings so your physical body can be sometimes explained by science and by her experience explaining through psychology that like part of my brain I was like oh and it opened me up to think about it in a different way so I didn't keep beating myself up and I also didn't try to convince myself that I like was in love with him or whatever like sometimes I'll do that where I'll try to convince myself I'm in love with this person or whatever and I'm not I'm just attached to this person and sometimes you have to be able to explain that attachment and that was explained by the fact that he was a part of my childhood development and so I just really really loved that when I heard her say that in counseling it just clarified something in me and it just made me feel so much better and it made me not want to beat myself up and I feel like now I'm getting to that place of being like of healing from that you know what I mean and so counseling I love it um something that was tough this semester was living with roommates y'all have already been on my journey for that something that that was that was really tough but what I will say is roommates are not horrible my suggestion to people who want to have roommates number one Make sure these roommates are people that you actually know. Two of the girls that I went into this situation with, I did not know. There's four of us girls total. Two of us, we did not know one another. Two of them, I did not know. And one of them I knew, but didn't know to to that degree. I've never lived with them. Remember that when you're living with people, you're going to find out things about people that you did not know before. But I would highly suggest that you live with people that you actually know. The second thing that I would suggest is... Only put out things in shared spaces that you are okay with losing. If you are okay with not getting that back, put it out there in the shared space. If not, you need to keep it for yourself. Because what I recognized when I was moving all my stuff out was that I had a lot of stuff that I had to clean. I had a lot of stuff that I just was like, okay, I wish this wasn't like this, but it is. And there was even dishes that were mine that were in the sink that I didn't even take back because I didn't feel like cleaning them out. I didn't feel like, and so I just let that go. And so if you are okay with losing 
the stuff that you have in the shared space. It's not that you will lose it, but just make sure it's something that if it does happen that you are to lose it, you're okay with that. Don't put your most valued stuff out there. And so that's something that I learned. And I was like, I'm not putting my most valued stuff out there. If I'm okay with letting it go and letting somebody have that, then cool. But if not, I need to keep that to myself. So that's just what I would suggest with living with roommates. Live with people you know and only put stuff in shared spaces if you're comfortable with the potential possibility of losing it. Um, Yeah, anywho, something that I'm thankful for is my inner circle community. I feel like this semester taught me, and I, I mentioned this in my best friend appreciation post, but this semester taught me that my inner circle is the most valuable thing to me on earth. Like, Jesus is the most valuable thing to me, period. But on earth, one of the most valuable things to me is my inner circle community. And that includes my family and Kamari, like my parents, my family, and then Kamari. And then like my, you know, TT and and them. I value them so deeply because they are people who are just so considerate and thoughtful. And there's so many great things to say about them. But when I think about people who are considerate and thoughtful, I think about them because they are people who are aware of their actions and make sure that their actions don't negatively affect the people around them. They are aware of how they treat people and they treat people with kindness and consideration. And I think that that's what I truly value. I truly value people who are considerate of others, who are kind enough to think about people and not just about themselves. And when I lived in this apartment with these girls, I that's when I recognized, oh, I actually these people are not my friends because people who I would con- I, I, I changed my definition of friendship because I was like people who I would consider friends are people who would be considerate and kind to me regardless of the situation and so it just made me thankful for those people who are considerate and kind to me regardless of the situation you know what I mean and it just made me thankful for the people in my life and so that was something that I really really was was grateful for and something that I was taught my other T something that I was taught was that God taught me what my inner circle looks like and that I can't invest in everyone. I can't invest in what people's potential is. It goes back to that whole thing I was talking about in one of my previous podcasts, in my updates podcast, when I was sharing about how I always see the assets of things. I always see the optimistic side instead of seeing the reality of what it is. And so then I start investing in that because I don't see the reality of what that is. I start investing my time, my energy, my money in my resources into things just because I see the potential of it and that is not I can't can't invest in everything and everyone like that and so it showed me how to reprioritize the people that are important to me it showed me how to reprioritize my family and that no I'm not going to stay an extra day just to go to an event with a whole bunch of my friends um in the navigators when I want to go home to see my brother like no (laughs) and all these people are asking me Hannah can you come to this event can you come to this event to this nav event and in my mind after reprioritizing I normally would have been like yes I'm going to put that first but after reprioritizing because I not first but I put it on the same level as my family and now I just realized I literally took everyone in my life except for Kamari and I said bloop and I pushed them all right back down to acquaintance because I had elevated a lot of people to the to the level of intimacy that I am with my family but I just said I can't do that anymore and so I literally had to 
put people back into that acquaintanceship. And after doing that, I feel like my relationships have actually been healthier because I've, I have a healthier perspective and I have a healthier expectation of the people in my life. And so I recognize that they are not at that level of intimacy and consideration of me as my family. And I'm not at that level of consideration for them. And so when people would be asking me, Hannah, are you going to come to this event? Are you? No, <laughs> I'm not coming because my brother's here and I want to go spend time with my family. And so uh, take me to my Anthony house. You know what I mean? And I think that it's just one of those things where it's, it's really interesting to learn about. Like, it's really interesting that I'm learning about that, like learning how to reprioritize. And so I'll link the play. I'll link the oh wait, oop, let me back up. And so, yeah. Um, I just can't invest in everyone and my inner circle looks a lot different than that outer circle. My inner circle honestly just consists of my mom, my dad, Isaac and Andrea, my older brother, Kamari, Titi Sonia and her family. That's it. And honestly, they're all at different tiers of the inner circle. Like I'm not as close with Titi Sonia as I am with my own mom. You know what I mean? Like, she's, of course, like, kind of that next, like, within that, but, like, not, you know what I mean? And so, like, it's different levels of intimacy, but they're still my inner circle. I still value them, and I will put them above all the other acquaintances that I have. Literally, everybody else is an acquaintance in my life. Like, everyone else, even other family members, are simply acquaintances, they're only there for you when it's convenient for them. And you're only there for them when it's convenient for you. And that's okay. It's okay to have acquaintances. It's okay to have people that you just simply hang out with and you don't have much deep conversations with. Her. That's okay to have that. That's totally fine. Um, and so, yeah. Anywho, that's everything for Reflection of Fall 2021. Fall 2021 was great. I loved it. I went to a USF game twice, actually. I went with a group of people I didn't know. And then I went with my family. <laughs> um, I didn't. I did know them to some degree. They're part of the navigators, but I did know them to some degree, but I didn't know them like that. So it was kind of boring, honestly, because like I didn't know them and I wasn't really talking to them much because like I didn't really know them and they weren't really like talking to me and I wasn't really talking to them. It's kind of boring. But anywho, um, yeah, I had a mentor this semester, which was interesting. And we had, you know, various conversations that were really fun and cool. Um, I had a lot of great experiences I went to this club called stylish not club like it's an organization I say club as if when I said club it made me think of like going clubbing but no I went to this organization um on campus called stylish and I really loved the like I really loved the event that I went to and it was really fun and I enjoyed it I've gone to the BSU meetings which was great and yeah I basically just checked off stuff on on my bucket list and had a good time and the students that I work with I absolutely love and it was just a good, um, good experience. I feel like this fall, this fall is definitely memorable. This fall is definitely one that I feel like I took my time in. I don't feel like I rushed through and then I looked up and was like, oh, wow, it's all, it's already over. Like, I feel like when I look back on this fall, I think about the things I actually remember what I've done. You know how sometimes you go through something and you go through it so quickly, you don't really remember what you did. I feel like that's not the case with this. I feel like I actually remember what I did, maybe because it just completed. But I also feel like the bucket list idea actually helped because I can remember what I wrote down. Um, and even like my winter bucket list, like I remember what I wrote down on my winter bucket list. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a really good time. And so 
basically, now let's talk about the whole entire year. So I'm not going to go deep into everything because I honestly don't remember everything that happened this whole entire year. And I'll, every, every, every semester I make a playlist of songs that I loved from that semester. So I'll, I'll link my spring 2021, my summer 2021, and then my fall 2021 playlist and my winter 2021 playlist as well. I'll link all of those in the description, but basically my spring started out with me making that playlist and I had 18 credits that I was taking in the spring. So that means I was taking six classes uh, at the time, went straight into a summer semester that was really heavy. But this summer was actually what taught me is when I tried the bucket list idea. And so um, I'll just share some of the things that worked this semester, like this year. Um, no, 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 wait. Yeah, so the, I'll just share what worked. Because basically I heard this podcast by Emily P. Freeman where she was sharing about like, she said, talk instead of talking about what didn't work and what you want to improve in, talk about what did work and like keep working on that. And so she said, so basically I want to um, share what did work. So what worked this semester was doing bucket lists or what worked this year rather was doing bucket lists. Once I started doing bucket lists, I saw a difference in my contentment level and I saw a difference in my demeanor toward um, the semester. Like in the summer, I was so upset because I was like, dang, I don't have enough time to do everything I want to do. But then when I actually wrote down everything I wanted to do, then I did it. And it was like, oh, I actually did have the time to do everything I wanted to do. I just had to learn how to pace myself and I had to learn to what, what to focus on. And so bucket lists are something that I absolutely love and adore and I will continue doing for the rest of my life. Another thing that I feel like worked this year was Bebo with Kamari. Now, Kamari and I, we could sometimes talk over one another or we can sometimes in our conversations jump to another point while we're talking. And that person, the other person who's listening, doesn't have the chance to share on that first point that they wanted to share on or whatever. So we decided that we're going to start saying Bebo. And it's kind of like us raising our hand of sorts so that we can share kind of in that part of the conversation. So like if I'm talking and Kamari has a point that she wants to share, she'll just say beep and then I'll know, okay, I need to wrap up what I'm saying or kind of get to the point of what I'm saying and then give her the space to share what she wants to share. And I can go back to my other points and stuff like that, but I want to give her the space to share about this point or whatever we're talking about on that in that moment. And I really, really like that because beep is just such a simple thing that it doesn't distract you from what you're saying. Like when I'm talking, I don't feel like, oh my God, she just interrupted me or like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like it's distracting. I feel like it's, it's, it's just enough for us to be able to communicate better with one another so that she's able to share what she's thinking in the moment. I'm able to share what I'm thinking in the moment without us interrupting one another, interrupting one another or like you know what I mean and I just I love that and I love that like we have this like we've grown so much in our communication to with one another that I feel like it's just so it's so easy for us to communicate now it's so not easy but it's fluid for us to communicate together now like we are both we work very well together I feel like in communication and so that is something that I think has really been helpful is be like she'll be talking I'll just be like be and then she'll know that like I have a point that I want to share on what she was sharing and she'll get she'll give me the space that I need to share whenever she has the opportunity to and same and likewise for me um something else that worked that worked this year was sabbath 
I have been doing Sabbath for about like two years now since 2018, so maybe three years. And Sabbath is something that when I first started out, I didn't really see the value fully in, but now I cannot do without. Like I cannot have a successful rhythm without having a Sabbath now. Like Sabbath is so dear to me that every semester when I'm planning what I'm going to do each day, when I'm planning my rhythm, I plan around my Sabbath. I pick the day that I'm going to do Sabbath first and then I plan around everything. I plan everything around that. And this year, I'm really proud of the way that the Holy Spirit has been working in me because this year I actually stayed incredibly true to my Sabbath. Like I, I literally like, I literally like did not schedule anything on my Sabbath. Like some people, like I remember when I was um, a leader for the Bible study before I had left and said I couldn't do it anymore. But when I was, they were like, oh, can we meet on Monday? And I was like, ah, I can't actually meet on Monday because that's my Sabbath. Like I feel like I upheld the Sabbath and I had to because I had to rest, especially as a teacher. You have to rest. You have to rest. As a teacher, you're pouring into so many people daily that you don't have a lot of energy. And I think that sometimes it's hard for people to understand like, especially this past semester, it was hard for people to understand why I needed so much rest. And it's because as a teacher, you not only have to pour into every student you work with, but then you have to be a normal person in society. And that's actually really hard to have to give your energy to so many people daily, so many children daily, and then to have to go home and be a mother or to have to go home and be a, a, a good friend or to have to go home and be a good daughter. Like it's a, it's actually quite draining. And so in order to be operating at my, at my best, I have to rest. And so, Hey, that rhymes to operate at my best. I have to rest. And so Sabbath was something that actually kept me sane this entire semester because every time I took a Sabbath, I was able to rest with God and I was able to reconnect with him and have just a moment to be at peace with him. And man, my Sabbaths got really good. Like I remember there was a very memorable Sabbath that I had one day where I actually went to the beach and I just like laid in the grass and I laid it on the the thing. I just like rested. I was reading the Bible. I was reading, I was journaling for a little bit. And then I didn't really spend too much time journaling and reading the Bible. I read enough to feel like something that I could like chew on for a little bit. But then after that, I just rested. I just laid there. And I stared at the sky and I would like just look at the clouds. Like I enjoy taking a Sabbath day rest, especially being outside. It's so relaxing and rejuvenating. And Sabbath is something that worked and I will keep doing for the rest of my life. I love Sabbath. Um, And it's the only time that I feel like I really feel connected. Like how Adam and Eve were connected to God in Eden. Like I feel like when I rest, it takes me back to Eden. It reminds me of like that time that they had to rest with God. And they, and that's why I like doing my Sabbaths outside because it makes me feel like I'm in Eden again, <laughs> back in Eden, back in Eden. Uh, I know I stay talking about back in Eden, back in Eden, but you got to remember Eden was a paradise and we don't live in a paradise. So when you do get those glimpses and those moments of like what Eden was, it feels so good, you know? And I think that's why I hold choked you to that. Uh, number four, the, uh, the fourth thing that worked this year was counseling. I saw how that one time that I went to counseling afterward, I was able to be emotionally and mentally present for the people in my life. Like literally my mind had been racing so much. And then I went to counseling that day. And after, you know, she shared with me that whole thing about like, you know, whatever, like, 
um, about how I was still feeling that attachment to alto because of like the development of my brain as a child. Like, you know, like, like your brain develops. Wait, no, wait, wait, not the brain. What am I talking about? Girl, get it together. Because of my childhood development, um, I had got like formed this attachment to him and stuff like that, um, in that period of time. And so because all of that, like I had just that, that conversation with her, I felt like my heart, like I had just someone I could just like kind of pour out to. And then I felt like I was emotionally and mentally able to be present because I wasn't so distraught and I wasn't so worried about my own self. I wasn't in my head. That's really what it is. I wasn't in my head. And so I was able to be emotionally and mentally present for other people. And it's not that I can't do that with God. I can do that with God, but it's that for some reason, when I went to counseling, I was not in my head about things. I was able to look outside of myself and I was able to be like, okay, you know what I mean? And so counseling is something that definitely worked. Now I do say exercise with caution because as I was sharing kind of some of the the struggles that I was facing, I don't think that my counselor, well, she remained kind of neutral. So she didn't say whether the things that I was struggling with were bad or good. I denote them as bad because I know that they're not righteous in the sight of God, but because she kind of is not, um, I don't know if she's Christian, but she's not kind of, she's kind of in this neutral position. She did not confirm or deny that what I said was bad. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, I have to exercise caution with that because the questions that she was asking could easily cause me to be like, well, I guess it really isn't that bad when no, it is. (laughs) It's just like, you know what I mean? So it's not anything, um, it's not anything to just be like kind of willy nilly with it's definitely to exercise caution with, but I definitely appreciated that conversation so much. And it's something that I'm going to try again. I will definitely be trying counseling again. Another thing that worked was establishing a rhythm prior to the semester starting. Like I really like that because whenever I have, like I'll use kind of Google sheets and I'll just like put a block for what I'm doing each day. And I feel like establishing that rhythm of like, I'm going to go get groceries on Saturday and do cleaning on Saturday and Monday is going to be my Sabbath. And then like, these are the days that I have caught. Like, I feel like establishing that rhythm really helped me ease into it so that I wasn't so stressed out, kind of frantically all over the place, doing things all willy nilly all over everything. Like I felt like I was just able to, um, with having that rhythm, I felt like I was just able to, um, do everything that I needed to do in an efficient manner in an effective manner. And so I really like establishing a rhythm prior to the semester starting. And Kamari and I have actually been doing this for a little bit. Like we, I think we do it kind of internally anyway, but then one year, I think both of us, when we were both starting college, I think together, actually, um, we decided to like use Google sheets to make a little like thing of our daily kind of schedule And it started out as a daily schedule, but now I call it a rhythm because I don't like schedules. I feel like schedules are too set in stone. You have to do this, then you have to do this, then. But like, even though, like, I like rhythms because it's like, you may do it a little bit differently each time, but it's still the same rhythm. You know, like I may not get groceries on Saturday. I may get groceries on Sunday, but it's still the same rhythm. It's still this like kind of thing that I'm patterning after. So establishing a rhythm prior to the semester is something I really love and I think I'm going to continue doing. Uh, The sixth thing that worked this semester was lighting candles while doing homework. Now, I remember listening to the Soul Minimalist podcast um, where Emily P. Freeman was sharing. I love her because she just is so inspirational. I, I love the things that she sparks me to think about. But one of the things she said was do things this semester that make you feel like a human 
Like sometimes we feel like computers or we feel like we're just programmed to just chunk it out or crank it out, crank it out, crank it out. You're just supposed to input, output, input, output. And I feel like, I feel like that a lot when I'm doing homework and when I'm doing certain tasks for school. And so I was like, okay, well, what's going to make me feel more like a human as I'm doing these tasks for school? So I don't just feel like I'm a robot trying to crank in a whole bunch of work and something that has made me feel um, more like a human is actually lighting a candle. And so every time I did homework this past semester, I would light a candle before and it would set the mood. And also it would make me feel kind of warm inside. It would make me feel like at peace. And then I really liked it because after I finished my homework, I could just blow out the candle and it felt like my mind after I blew out that candle, it felt like my mind was able to transition to the next thing. Like sometimes you know how you'd finish homework and then there's no real conclusion to your homework because your mind is still rambling about the homework that needs to be done. And it's kind of like when I blew out that candle, it just felt, I felt this something in me that was like, all right, we're done. You know what I mean? Like time to pack it up. And that, and establishing that as something that I did, I was like, it was so helpful. Like it helped my mind transition to the next thing that needed to be done. It helped me get my mind in the mood to do homework. So I'm not procrastinating because I'm like, oh yeah, I get to light a candle, I get to smell it, you know what I mean? And then it also helps me to kind of close that homework session in a content way, in a way that I'm like, all right, I'm good. You know what I mean? I can blow out this candle, I'm good. Everything else is going to be done tomorrow. And so I love lighting candles. That's definitely something I'm going to continue doing this upcoming year. And then finally, the seventh thing that was very beneficial and that worked this year was asking God what's required of me each day. When I asked God in the morning of that day, Lord, what's required of me today during my like I there was a couple of times where during my devotion, I would just be like, "Okay, God, like what's required of me today? You know, and he would show me what's required of me today. And I committed to that. And man, did I feel content and did I feel like all right, I did everything I needed to do. You know what I mean? And so I didn't do that all the time, but the times that I did do it, I loved it. And so that's something I'd like to try to do. No, I will do um, this upcoming year and this upcoming semester. I feel like I'm becoming an adult now. Uh, Frequently throughout this year, I felt uprooted. I felt like there was a lot of shaky ground and I recognized that I put a lot of my um, peace in my circumstances, you know? However, or peace because of my circumstances, like because I've grown up all my life with this relatively stable, well, not relatively, it was a stable home. Um, I feel like not having that this year and constantly going from apartment to apartment or place to place, like it just kind of felt like I didn't really have a solid grounding in a lot of places this year. However, I'm entirely grateful for the situation because it helped me to not place my hope in my circumstances, but to place my hope in God. And so I feel like I learned a lot this semester on how to trust in God more than I trust in anything else and to put my hope in God more than I put my hope in anything else that I can do or anything else that anyone else can do. And um, even though I felt uprooted though, I feel like I'm learning how to be an adult. Like learning how to be an adult is recognizing that life is going to throw so much at you. And you have to recognize that first of all, you don't have to catch everything that life throws at you. Second of all, um, as an adult, like you just need to enjoy everything, take everything 
and just enjoy it. Rejoice in everything. That's what I think Paul means when he says rejoice in everything. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be happy, but it just means that even in those bad things, find what you can rejoice about. Find what you can be um, grateful for. And that's how you rejoice in every season. I also learned this year that you just have to do things that make you feel like a human. Like that make you feel good. And um, make you feel like, I don't know, at peace. I think that that's something that I really value is, is my peace. I really value feeling at peace. And so doing things that make me feel at peace is something that I definitely um, commit to. Another thing that I really loved is doing playlists. And I think that's something I forgot to add on here. But what worked this year also was doing playlists for each semester. I really love doing playlists. Um, sorry, I'm driving. But playlists for each semester. Because when I have that playlist, I'm able to look back and remember the, the emotions that I was feeling of that time because of the songs that I'm listening to. I'm able to remember those memories that I have connected to the songs that I'm listening to. And so I really love that. I love listening back on my playlist and being like, oh yeah, I forgot that this was a song that I really bopped to, or I remember how I felt in this moment, or I remember what I was feeling at this time, you know? And so I love playlists for each semester. And then another thing is just that, um, sorry. I'm, I can't look at my notes right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I'm pulling up at the house. I'm pulling up at the house. I'm pulling up at the house. Okay. One of the things that I recognized was that... Um, oh, yeah. I forgot. Another thing that worked, too. Number nine was another thing that worked was um, using a photo album. Oh, another thing that worked, too, was using a alarm clock. I feel like using an alarm clock was helpful because I didn't have to use my phone as an alarm clock. So it didn't give me any excuses to keep my phone on. And so that helped me to not be on my phone so much. Another thing that helped was using photo albums. I feel like after taking a lot of pictures and stuff like that, I always wanted to have memories that I could kind of store somewhere. And so using a photo album was really helpful. Printing off those pictures, putting it in there was helpful for me to remember a lot of the things that I did, especially my bucket list items. It was really helpful for me to remember a lot of my bucket list items and just the trips that we did and picnics and stuff that we did. Actually, that started this summer when Jasmine, me, Jasmine and Kamari did a picnic and we took all these pictures and then Jasmine was like, yeah, I love putting them in photo albums. And that's when Jasmine gave me the idea and Kamari, I think also started doing this too because of Jasmine of uh, doing the photo album. So thank you, Jasmine. Shout out to you for giving us that idea to do that because it has really been helpful. Um, and so, yeah, I also learned, this is the last thing that I need to give myself grace and I need to give myself time to grow grace because I often beat myself up in an alleyway when I don't need to. But I need to also recognize areas that I need to grow in. And so therefore, those are the times I need to give myself a stern talking to. Maybe I don't have to beat myself up, but I can give myself a stern talking to, you know, and uh, just learning, um, learning how to grow and improve without beating myself up about it. And God taught me that I'm a leader. He I remember when I was watching beliefs, one of beliefs uh, videos, he says he said in the in the video he said, leaders get hurt, they reflect, and they move forward. I think that's what he was saying to one of his children. And when he said that, I was like, oh my God, that hit so deep. And I was like, all, all of us are leaders in our own way. But I was like, God taught me that I'm a leader. That like, when I get hurt, I reflect and I move forward. And I think for a little bit, I've been stuck in this like 
reflect period where I've just been reflecting, reflecting, reflecting a lot. And now I feel like I'm in the stage where I'm about, I'm excited to move forward. Like I'm anticipating this step where I'm about to move forward. And I think now I'm learning not to just sit here in this period of thinking back in Jersey, back in Jersey, but now I'm ready to step forward and say, okay, I've learned, I've grown. And while I'm not perfect and I will still make mistakes, I am able to now step into something new. And I'm excited for it. Anywho, that's all I'm going to do for today because I also have to use the bathroom. But I hope that you all have a great day and peace. Oh, and if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but don't forget to reflect on this year. It doesn't have to be extensive. Just reflect on what worked. What worked for you this year? What were some things that you did that you found and discovered worked? And with that, I hope you all have a great day. Adios. Bye-bye.